I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, to infinity and beyond. Is that what it is? Or it's <laughs> one nation under too. God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. Just being earnest. So yeah, we got a rainy day here in New York City. Very rainy day. I mean, there's been a, a uh, what do you say? Heavy drizzle? Uh, relentless drizzle. Relentless drizzle. <laughs> we are relentless drizzle. We are relentless drizzle. <laughs> Um, eight o'clock. I think it's gonna be good, bro. I'm literally when we finish. By the time we finish this episode, it'll be time for me to like put my clothes on and go. Yeah, that's perfect. I have a Mets jersey in my hotel room, but my hotel rooms. I went to a Mets game last night for the first time ever. I have a Mike Piazza jersey, dude. There was they still had those for sale in the team shop. Really? Yeah, you could buy my old school Mike. Yeah, old school Mike Piazza jersey. I thought it was pretty cool. Who'd yeah. you grow up loving? Stros all the way. Houston sports and LeBron was. He's like. My yeah, life. we both graduated 2011, right? Yeah, yeah. I like. I remember. I remember the LeBron James. Dude, school, I, since I can remember chosen one. I can remember 2002, 2003. We were walking to the house at our ranch, and I was in like 2003. You would have been in 11. fifth grade. I was 11 years old. Yeah, and I can remember my brother being like, we were walking into the house, the ranch, and, and my it was nighttime. We were walking right through the door. My brother's like, "Yo, have you heard of this of the this kid? They're calling the next Michael Jordan. His name is LeBron James." Like, I can remember him saying that, and I was like, "No, but I got to check it out." Got gotcha. and I was hooked. Yeah, dude, we've we've like actually gotten to witness a lot of legendary stuff because we would have. I mean, you remember the Maguire Sosa? Oh yeah, race to five hundred. I actually saw. I want to say maybe I saw the five hundredth home run, Mark Maguire's at St. Louis. I feel like I was, I was, it, it, I would have been seven or eight years old. You mean like you were at the game or you were watching on? TV? I was at the game, and no it was way. it was either his five hundredth home run or one of the ones in the race. But I remember seeing a because I have a poster at home from. The race to 500. That's that's insane. And I remember, I think Hardy has one too. And I remember seeing that Hardy's and be like, ah, I think I had that poster. Yeah, we've seen some great sports history. Terrific. I was at the uh, Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots, Tom Brady comeback Super Bowl. Ooh. I was at that game. Was that game in Houston? It was in Houston, NRG Stadium. Where'd you sit? Very second to last row. My dad and I went. My dad hates going to stuff like that. The we Super Bowl? Yeah, Super Bowl. We, but I was like, dude, we got to go. We got these two tickets. We had no idea where they were. I'm thinking they're going to be like baller tickets that we had given to us. And he like doesn't really want to go. But I'm like, dude, we got to go. It's a Super Bowl. Like, let's just go. Yes. You know? So we go. We get to the second. There's one row behind us at the very, very tip top, which minor detail in uh, an interesting fact Sitting at that high, sitting that high at a football game, is amazing because you can see everything. You get the bird's eye view, the entire play unfold. Yes. It's really actually a nice way yeah. to watch football. Um, other than the fact that everything looks like you're watching ants, but yeah, there. I mean, they have. The, yeah, I never been to a Super Bowl. The highest up I ever sat at a game was the first game at Titan Stadium when it was, I believe, it would have been. Uh, what was that? LP field. No, before so where that, did they play the Coliseum they moved there from Houston? The, so the first, I think the first couple years, um, and people correct me if I'm wrong. I think they played like a season at Vanderbilt or 
really or something like that while the stadium finished being built and I went to the first game at the Coliseum. Aren't they doing a stadium renovation? Didn't I just see? Bro, a big they're building plane a whole new stadium. A whole new stadium. Whole new stadium with like a big glass roof and stuff. I saw in the yeah, picture. Yeah, and it's, and it's gonna have it's gonna seat sixty thousand, which is actually kind of small. Yeah, gonna, but think about the atmosphere. That's why Chiefs Stadium is so. I don't know if you've been to a Chiefs game. No, but they're they're like the Warriors of the NFL. Like. It's so packed in there, and there's so many people in a bowl, and it is just Titans it's like game a college atmosphere. Titans games are are awesome. Have you been to a Titans no, game man. before? Mm-mm. Damn, you have an Oilers jersey. You've been fuck about the Titans. Why? Because uh, they're AFC South. Well, I mean um, the Texans and Titans, but yeah, we were there first. Yeah, and I actually <laughs> think the word on the street is the Texans are about to unveil new uniforms, going back to the old school Oilers colors. Please do because they're the. Be- are you I serious? It, yeah, I think it'd be baller. All right, listen to me. New coach, Houston, new quarterback, new uniforms. Houston Texans have to go, baby. Powder blue, red, I and think white. It'd be, dude, it would look like you kind of like Ole Miss when oh they wear their gosh. powder blues. I think it'd be the Oilers disgusting. uniforms are me- like non biased. Maybe my one of my favorite. Classic unit like that in the Houston Astros. Dude, I was just too young to remember. Houston that. had great uniform. The Houston Astros in the 80s, best Dude, I baseball think their early 2000 pinstripes were dope. I wish they they never sport the pinstripes. What were the what were the pinstripes? Were it's they, white with black pinstripes and the maroon like star Astros oh, going yeah. across the yes. Mm-hmm. Remember because they kind of had like a solid maroon jersey they would wear. Like yep. I guess it's like burgundy maroonish. I don't really know yes. what exact shade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it would be on a Crayola crayon, but um, I don't know, man. I just I love Houston sports a lot. I love sports in general. Um, now you know, kind of like in our business, you get to know you know some some athletes, and and so I kind of find myself rooting for them just when they're playing. Like Jimmy Butler, it's like I'm, yes, I'm all in. What a on nice Jimmy. guy, Jimmy Butler the is. The sweetest dude. young man. He's from like. Tomball, Texas, Conroe, Texas, they're like 15 minutes away from each other. And I think that's why he kind of messes with me once he found out I was from... He loves country music. Loves country music. But he, he was like, yo, you're from... He didn't know I was from Conroe. And it just... the Like on the on the court, he is a dog. Bro, like will rip your... Looks like he's going to rip your head off. And the shots he's making, especially like the other night, that three he made, just... Insane. My God, dude. It's just their year. I think it's just their year, dude. It's just fall, the ball's falling for them more than anybody else. But back to LeBron, I want LeBron. I need LeBron to win tonight. I'd love to see. I'm not him. betting. I just need him to win. I want. I don't want. I either to want just... LeBron to get another ring, or I want Jimmy to get his first. Yes. I don't give a fuck about the Joker in Denver. You know. Yeah. I don't care about the Nuggets, bro. If who does? Lakers, Celtics would be a crazy. That would be cool to go back to that one more time. Last be... time that was like 08, right? Yeah. Kobe and the Celtics. Celtics beat him one year. KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and then oh. they beat him one year in the finals. Of the yes, Lakers? dude, Kevin Garnett. God, dude, I was in Atlanta. Man. I was in Atlanta uh, when the Laker when Lakers were playing there, and Kobe re injured his Achilles. I was like 2013 when he like limped back on and shot free, free throws. Uh, I I think that's a different game. That was somewhere else. He had like re-injured it or something. I just remember he was out and we were like, oh God, that's that's it. That has to be extremely painful. It's got to be the worst. That and like so a bad. broken femur got to be the two yeah. most. Really bad. Um, Which you could get walking around New York City if you're not paying. I almost got smoked by an NYPD van last night leaving the Mets game. Yeah, who do you call then? I, don't, I, don't, I mean, dude, I guess it's best <laughs> who do you case call scenario. when you get if hit by hit by a car? You want to get hit by an emergency services car? That's true. Because 
Yeah. You've already called, you've dialed number 911 by getting hit by the car. That was your call. That was, yeah, your life alert yeah. was the car that hit you. You'd hate to have, you'd hate for them to have a kit and run and it be paramedics. <laughs> I've talked about this on, on my podcast before, but I got hit by a van in Boston with an hour on the clock before I turned 28. Like, really? You got um, hit? I mean, the van was probably going like 15 miles an hour. That's fast enough. And it got me right. If it was like a regular SUV, it would have like probably ran me over. But it was a van, so it just shot me up. Dude, I was wearing a Mookie Best jersey, some dad jeans, and some Nike Monarchs. And it was after our show at the House of Blues. So I'm like walking. It's right. It was right in the shadows of the big green monster. So what was the resolution of this? Did you? Dude, I was sober. I wasn't drinking. And I hadn't been drinking. And I was about to turn 28. And the last video that would have ever been made of me was me being like, hey, I was like, last videos, 27 year old, you know, like, last, could be my last, you know, like just joking about you, dying in the 27 club, gets hit by a know. van at 1131. Oh, I didn't or even put two and two together when you said an hour before you turned 28. Right. That no, put you in the 20. Had they been going now, 30 yeah, miles now I have faster. to live forever. It's like, if you don't die at 27, you got to stick it out. Gravy. I would use that to my advantage too. Bro, so the dude hit me and. I flew like 15 feet, landed on my feet, Nike Monarch, athlete also, just pure, like it. pure bred, thoroughbred athlete. In some, the next best Nike commercial to the golf I've ball. been trying to get that surveillance footage, and it's like, I think nobody wants to give it up. I know it exists. There's so many fucking cameras, and all I want is that, I want that footage for an Instagram post. I'm Did not trying stop? to sue anybody. Did they stop? He started not to, and then like the guy on the corner who saw it happens, hey! You know, stop. He's like, you just hit Yo, Yeah, you good? Hey, buddy, you good? I'm like, I'm good. He's like, Yo, you're a fucking legend, dog. Like, you ate that. Holy you know, shit. like, and and again, I wasn't drinking. He was like, Yo, come inside. Anything you want, it's on the house. And I go sit at the bar and have a soda water lime. And everybody in there is like, Who is this guy? That sounds <laughs> this guy who just got that sounds hit. unbelievable, but I, but um, that's a good thing. And I believe you. But yeah, the cities, I don't know, man. I really like kind of being away from the city. New York City is going to be awesome. Show tonight. I'm telling you, know, I think tonight, gonna, I think tonight will be show interesting. Again, what would Zach Bryan do? You what know? would Zach Bryan do? He'd play in the he'd probably, play, yeah. yeah, he'd wait for it to start snowing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing. I'm I, not playing until it's snowing. Yeah, I'm playing the rain. I'm only playing the snow. No, dude. I think it'll be. I mean, you know, Saturday night, New York City. Um, you know, you got nine million people here. Got to be a yeah. couple thousand of them that are willing to stand in the rain. And yeah, and if there aren't, I'm going to feel like shit because of how many people are actually here doing other things. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, that's that's maybe that's not a good thing to mention. Um, no, there's there's eight million nine hundred ninety nine thousand one hundred forty seven people doing anything else tonight. Yes. <laughs> well, within about twelve square miles. Yeah, it's like I'm not even in front of house. I'm just it's in the pit for your show. Isn't that crazy? How long? Like yesterday, we left at five for the Mets game, and it took us. An hour to go twelve miles from here. Yeah, isn't that long? Yeah, that's bro. some serious traffic. That's a lot of people. Don't get your driver started talking about traffic. I did that yesterday. Dude, my driver's pimp, Stu. He's the man, the well, man. I need to ride with Stu because my driver talked about how much traffic sucked. For as soon as I talked about it once, he was telling me why for the next hour. Oh, uh, <sighs> yeah, they're probably pretty used to it here. But back to what you said tonight. Yeah. It'll be good, man. We'll go out and and rip. I think just the vibe of stand. If you're gonna and, and you know what, if nobody showed up, if you have to stand somewhere and play a show for nobody, 
At we get to look at the Statue yeah, of Liberty. Yeah, you want to just be looking at the Statue of Liberty in the city and on the water with the Brooklyn Bridge behind you. I'm tempted time. to get up there and lead the, the the Pledge of Allegiance. Get up there and do the Pledge and the National Anthem. Back to back? Yes. And then start the set? <laughs> Welcome to class, everybody. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, to infinity, and beyond. Is that what it is? Or it's <laughs> one nation, under too. God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. I don't remember the, I probably couldn't have recited that. I don't think I could remember the Texas pledge either. Texas has its own pledge. You have to, when you grow up in Texas in public school, they probably don't do it anymore because they're not cool. But um, when I was a kid in public school, uh, just every morning to start school, they'd come over the announcement deal. You'd stand up, you'd say the United States pledge and yeah. the Texas pledge. Can you take a whip at the Texas pledge? Yeah. Uh, is there some similarities to the, uh, to the national just, pledge of allegiance? It's just like the pledge of allegiance, uh, but bigger. <laughs> I don't know if it's bigger. I feel like it's a shorter too. I mean, I said it every day of my life. Pledge allegiance to the flag of I Texas. I know how long. <laughs> to the Republic for which it stands one nation under Texas. I can't even remember. It doesn't even ring a bell. But there is there is one confirmed. You got it right there? All right, let's see it. I was about to say. I'm just going to read the first That's your guy, Texas. See if I can get it back. That's your man. <laughs> Honor the Texas flag. I pledge allegiance to the Texas one state under God, one indivisible. Yeah, so that every day of my life. I love that Texas decided we appreciate the national anthem or the, uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance yeah. that everybody's going to do, but we're going to have one for ourselves. Just oh, Texas well, we were, is we kind were of our its own country. country. We were our own country at one time. That's yes. why. Yeah. It was the Republic of Texas. That's why right. we have our own flag, too. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Or we're the only flag, I think, that can fly. I don't know. There's all kinds of cool stuff like that with Texas. If we hadn't hit the volcano, I could tell you all about it. But there's I've, volcanoes in Texas? I've jogged my memory a bit. What do you mean? There are all volcanoes in Texas. <laughs> there's volcanoes in New York, too. Apparently, <laughs> did you know? <laughs> and it's there active. Are. There's an active volcano an, in New York City. Yes. Oh my gosh. Dude, you could just ride around. I mean, that's what that's what we did on the way in. You know, it took so long. We got here a day early. Uh we got here yesterday morning and like at nine thirty ten we pulled in, you know, kind of where you could see the city. And I just rolled like slid the window open on the side of the bus and just went like fifteen miles an hour looking out the window of New York City for like two hours. That's the here. best. And it was terrific, dude. I wish I'd had the volcano then. Yeah, that's a good time for the volcano. Whether hitting the road, filling your cooler up for the next adventure, or getting through the afternoon slump, Mapco has you covered. But don't stop there. Throughout the year, Mapco is fueling your passion with local music and entertainment giveaways. Head to MapcoRewards.com right now to download their app and discover how purchases stack up for more rewards and fuel discounts. Sit back and enjoy the Just Be an Earnest podcast, because it's coming back. Fueled by Mapco. Did you play high school sports? Uh, I played a little bit once I started. Um, like, were you playing. gigging in high school? Uh, I was trying to. There wasn't. There wasn't really any music scene where I grew up. My older brother. Really, I've thought about this a lot recently. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, in like junior high and early years of high school, my brother was going to Tarleton State University in Stephenville, Texas. Um, and there was there was a pretty good music scene up there. It was kind of outside of Fort Worth, and um, you know there was they were I me, mean, but him and his buddies were into the band and Rodney Crowell and Steve Earle and James McMurtry and Hayes Carl and all like, I was just exposed to such terrific songwriters at mm -hmm. such a young age and like really identified with them and was obsessed with them. Um, 
And so like once I got in high school, I started smoking weed and I really started thinking about writing songs. Uh, I, sports were like the last thing on my mind. Like I was the least promising prospect. Have you ever seen the movie Days and Confused? Yeah. You know, Pink. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. That was you. That was me. And, um, but I was playing guitar and, and I played a couple gigs when I was in high school. Um, I played my first like real show on a stage. I was 16. I played on a hay trailer in Giddings, Texas. Hey hey trailer gigs. Classic. At a hay festival. And, uh, my mom let me drive myself. I just got my first truck. And uh, what was your what was your first truck? What was that? A half ton extended cab, navy blue Chevy Silverado. Incredible! It was beautiful. Incredible! I love that truck. I ended up putting a ridiculous lift on it and ridiculous tires. You still have it? No, no. My uh, I drove that thing quite literally into the ground, like (laughs) ruined. (laughs) I mean, just (laughs) so bad. It's so funny now because I'm so anal about my cars and my trucks and stuff now. Like. They always got to be so clean. I'm going to say you are very, I feel like you're very OCD about your vehicles. Yes, 100%. White and, and black. Everything. That first one was just, and you, you know what's white, funny? You have a white fleet of buses. Yes. And that's by design. By design, yes. <laughs> 100%. It's I just like the damn I, starship has I unleashed its buses. <laughs> I like it to match, dude. I really, I really like when things match and go together. I agree. Um, like, I can't, like, when I go home, you know, on the road or even on my bus, on, or when I go home or I'm on the road on my bus, like, and I'm, let's say I want to play, sit down and play guitar and, uh, you know, work on something. Like, I will clean and mop and vacuum before you can do that. Before I sit down and play guitar. Yeah. It just bothers the shit. I mean, I'm with you. That have, Lane and I were talking about this the other day because I, at this phase in my life, really like clean and neat. Yes. And it's impossible at my house because rhyming. Yeah. And it's like, and I, I have three dogs and it's like, Oh, the house could be so dialed 24-7, but it then it's just not. And, but it's, I think, and it's fine. Thank God. Delaney's like, this is, is going to be over with soon. You're going to miss this one day. It's like, you're going to miss this. All right, relax. I, I will miss it. But right now, I also just wish it was really fucking neat in here for two seconds. How you just, <laughs> how you just explained that is exactly the, the same the same order of steps that that process in your mind just took place the way you explained that. Of, yeah. Liking everything clean, but then sometimes it's not clean and you're bitching about because it's not clean. But then you think, man, what am I? Am I bitching about something yeah. like this? So irrelevant. Like, yeah. it'll be totally fine. But at the same time, let's get really it. Hey, let's, hey, hey, no, I understand this is ridiculous. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. let's go ahead and get this dialed really that. quick. And I go through that same progression of <laughs> Like, thoughts. that's too cluttered right now for me. Yeah, 100%. But, but see, okay. it, it never bothers me on someone else's sure. car and or I, bus. I get that. And I like, agree. when I go to someone's house or get in their car and it's, like, messy or whatever, some people just habitually like that. I never, I'm like, I have zero judgmental, I might make a joke, but like, I don't care. I hate how, I think nothing of how you keep your shit. How quick my car gets messy, bro. Like, uh, I had some random lug nuts in my, in the, just rolling around the back of my SUV. And like, every time I turn, and they were out of reach. And I couldn't pull over. I'll pull over on the side of the damn highway. I've, I I eventually had, once I got off the freeway, I did. That was the first thing I did, and now they're in my cup holder. Well, you notice the car drives a little better when it's detailed. Sure does, doesn't it? It just drives a little bit. I think about it all the time when my truck's clean, and I'm like, something feels good right now. We're whipping it out of the right, When it feels like you just drove it off the lot, like that's how a car should 100%. feel. Um, when it's dirty and it's messy and you're late and look, you're, you got shit rolling all over the place, you're like, this is some privileged shit I'm about to say. But as I dropped my Escalade off at Valet at yes. PA yesterday, 
immediately I was like, can you detail this while I'm gone? Cause when I get back, we're going to have like six days of sunshine and by God, my car is going to be shiny and the inside is going to be cleaned. Airport valet is an incredibly unsung luxury. Yeah. If this was busted with the boys, that would be my shout out. No free shout out. Yeah. I mean, airport Airport valet valet is absolutely terrific. Lifesaver game changer. There should be a reality show around the airport airport valet team. You know what I did in my I did this last week. Uh, my truck was parked out in front of my house, and uh, I pulled in like right at like sunset. I was pulling back to the house, pulled in the driveway, and I had had all my windows down, sunroof open, back sliding window Classic. open. And uh, my tour manager Cam was with me, and he's like, "Hey, roll up your windows. Like, what if it rains?" And I'm like. Fucking come out here and roll them up. If we went inside and watched the game or whatever, and I fell asleep and ended up just going to bed and woke up the next morning and it rained four, four inches <laughs> inside my Dodge Mega Cab with the windows down. Like I was, it was seven thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. I open my eyes, I see the windows wet. I pull the covers off of me. I walk right out my front door. How much water was in your car? An insane amount. <laughs> an insane. I had and I had to play the iHeart Festival in Austin that yeah. night, so I let it run in my driveway idle for like seven hours with the windows cracked and the AC and heat it's a alternating. Diesel, right? blown. Yes. Yeah. And drove to Austin when I got to the Moody Center in Austin that night. My ass was soaking wet from sitting in that seat. Still, it's it's like it's not good. Does it smell like mildew now? It doesn't really. I was kind of, I was wondering, I went on the road last weekend or I went somewhere and came home and I'd, you know, they'd been, it's, it was sealed. Shout out rock trucks, dude. Yes. They built Shout you a dirt rock trucks. They did a great job and I don't know what I'm going to do now. Probably going to have to have it rewrapped in leather. You got any other vehicles on, in your mind? I know I do. Uh, dude, I look at cars and trucks all day. I've been wanting to buy like a first gen 12 valve and redo it don't have time to so probably not going to do that anytime soon um look at this i'm i'm uh i look at cars and trucks bro i get on like bring a trailer and i'm getting i'm getting this truck yeah see like i love classic trucks i love square bodies it's Um, a 77 f100 uh i will i'll send you a picture it's like teal and it's not for everybody, but I feel the same way about that truck as I did about my 75 Coupe DeVille when I saw it for the first time. I was like, oh, like that's a swinger. I'll I'll drive this truck to town all the time and you'll know it's me. And then I'll put it on my album cover probably. And it'll just be this era of music. That truck. Will 100, dude, it's and that gives you your identity for that era. I mean, yeah, I, I probably spend. A couple hours every day of my life looking at. Really? Cars and okay. So, oh, so this internet. is so okay. So that's what we were saying. So, your dad's side, cars. Yeah, car, dad's side's people. all car business. Mom's side of the family is uh, cowboys. Yeah, my mom was a barrel racer. Um, both my uncles rode rough stock back in the day. They never got us into rodeo, but um, my granddad had a massive quarter horse uh, operation, breeding quarter horses for a long, long time. It was like top five in Texas at one point, I think. Um, if not, Jesus. top five, very close. Yeah, he was really rocking and rolling back in the day, and uh, we just grew up. I spent every summer of my life cowboying for him, and um, he had two ranches. We still have them, and so that's what that's what you did. You were summertime just cowboying. Yeah, all summer was was working for him, and it was. I mean, it is not like you know you go to some people's pieces of property nowadays and say, "Hey, come check out my ranch," and very nice, very yeah. luxurious experience. Like this was. Did it look like John Dutton's ranch? 
Dude, it was just, it's a ranch, like ranchy, ranchy. <laughs> but very, did it look like cowboy. John Dutton's ranch? It I just not, want to know if it looked like Yellowstone. <laughs> it didn't look quite like that, but like you would not sleep in the houses. Like I look back at what, like we stayed in on those ranches and the houses are still there and they're still, I mean, they're 10 times as worse now, but I mean, we just, you know, you're a kid and you're working and yep. you don't know anybody. You don't even think about it. Yeah. God. I envy that. Like my relationship with horses growing up, my uncle had a farm. But it was like 100 acres out in Franklin. Yeah. He had two horses, Quincy and Ugly. That's plenty. Two horses, plenty. And like, I'd go out there every Sunday. It was just every Sunday. We'd go out and I would, you know, brush them, clean the stalls, clean the shoes, feed them, walk them. They didn't like to be rode. They were like retired barrel racing horses. That's why my granddad told me one time, I remember I was working for him one summer. I was riding the truck with him. We were feeding cows and, um, and I said, Bob is what we call him. His name is Bobby. I said, Bob, I want to, I want to be a ranch hand when I grow up. And he stopped the truck and he said, no, <laughs> you want to own the ranch. You don't want to be a ranch hand. And I've like never forgot that as long as I've lived. So, bars. Well, yes. Yeah. That's why I tell Delaney been acquiring, like, I think we've acquired seven goats. We got eight chickens. She just put a, that's or, a little light ranching, light ranching. Right. And, but like, she's running it and I'm like, we're going to have to hire somebody to help with all this stuff eventually. Yeah. Just like. That's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. But the goats, I love looking out the window and seeing goats. Yeah. I think animals are awesome. Um, I'm getting off track. Okay. So wait, back up. Cars. Cars. Yeah. Um, Your first car, Chevrolet. Yes. Now you have a Dodge. I do have a Dodge. I drive a Dodge Mega Cab. I never had one. That's all my granddad drove. You committed my whole to life. a brand of truck, or are you just about like whatever looks best? Not committed. Uh, had some talks with um, with Dodge a little bit here and there, kind of some unofficial off the radar stuff. Um, it's on the radar now. It's on the radar now. And we love Dodge. Yeah. And we love, love Dodge. Dodge. <laughs> um, man, I, I I like it a lot. Uh, I just never had one. I had a King Ranch F two fifty kind of impulsively got rid of it one day and got just because I just saw a Ford Raptor. I was like, I want to get one of those. Yeah, but King Ranch Interior Superior. Sis is probably the best looking pickup I, truck on the road. I keep King Ranch air fresheners in, in my Escalade. Now it smells like leather in there. I mean, it is leather, but it smells like well, leather, leather. I mean, I just think, I mean, I like I'll go on Chevrolet daily and build a new high country 2024 three quarter ton Duramax. Uh, now they put that same transmission they have in that truck, the Allison transmission, in the Dodge Mega Cabs, which is cool. I don't know what any of that means. It's it's really good that they do that. I'm just know? an aesthetic guy. Like, yeah. Dude, I really am too. Cool. I don't, I'm not like, like – my little cousin just went to diesel mechanic school. He's like insanely knowledgeable about this shit. So I just know a little bit off of, you know, talking with him about it. And, yeah. Because you I, told me to delete – the yeah. F two fifty I got, mm-hmm. and I actually just deleted the whole truck. Yeah, you, deleted, you hit backspace on the <laughs> hit entire backspace purchase. on the entire truck. Oh, what did you get instead? The Escalade. That's right? I yeah. traded it and got the Escalade. New Escalades are. But that's why I actually do need Nasty a tr- I need a truck bed in my life, yeah. but I don't want to go get a new truck, and I don't want to trade that car back in. I love the, the Escalade. Yeah, they're nasty. Whips. But I feel the like interior on those is second to none. Yes. But I like muscle cars. Um, I'm not a huge, like, classic muscle car. Like, I like them. Aesthetically pleasing. You got a Corvette, don't you? Uh, I've got a couple. Um, huh. I do. I just got... My fault. I just got... Uh, you got another one? To the point where I can say I have a couple. Um, but... What'd you I, get? Like, I really like modern American muscle. Uh, I got the new C8 Z06. 
And it's white and black, probably. Uh, it's all white and black. <laughs> it's got red interior, though. Oh, it's so far. Uh, it's supposed to have like carbon fiber roof and high wing spoiler and stuff. There's like a like a global carbon fiber shortage or some shit. You uh, hate to see um, it. It still looks pretty mean, though. Sucks um, you had to get the slacked out version of it. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> nice. It's pretty cool. It is the it is the slacked out version. Yeah. But um, I wait. I ordered that car two years ago. So and it came in two weeks ago. Do you have? You have a good place to let it rip around you. Yeah, I live out in the hill country in Texas, so ain't nobody even tripping, and probably yeah. the cops fuck with you anyways. Uh, I haven't gotten pulled over there yet. I just I just you, moved out. Have that you way. made it a point to meet like? No, the I hadn't department? met anybody, dude. I I I, uh, I bought this new house and we remodeled it, moved in, and and I've only been there a few days, so um, that I've been That's off the road. So, dude, a road, yeah, a, a road to speed on is great oh, if you got roads. the cars to speed yeah. with. You know, uh, um, uh. Keith Gaddis, who just passed away, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Big City Blues. You've heard that song, of the course. Pernally's River. Of course. I live like right by the Pernally's Road. So. Okay, got it. And where'd you grow up compared? Uh, about four hours, three and a half hours east of there, uh, just north of Houston. Okay. Yeah, other side of the state. But I love both, both areas the same for different reasons. Like, I love East Texas and the Pine Trees. We have a ranch out in East Texas that I spend a ton of time at. Unbelievably gorgeous out there. I mean, yeah. how many acres is that? Uh, I think it was sixteen hundred. Uh, is the one in uh, out in Houston County, and then I mean, it's unbelievably beautiful, dude. It's just super rare piece of property. And please take me to that ranch. Eventually. Dude, we go anytime. Yeah, I'd love anytime to do that. you want to go. I go out there often. I'm going out there next week. Um, but and then we have a ranch in Central Texas outside of Waco. Um. And I don't, I don't frequent that one. That's really where like the ranch operation was. That's what like the headquarters, um, when I was growing up. But did wait, did the Waco standoff happen in your childhood? Like, do you remember uh, that? No, I don't remember it happening, but I've gone back and David Koresh or whatever. Yeah. 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 Read, You've like, seen, read the Wikipedia page. That's crazy. I'm a big, huge Wikipedia guy. Are you a true crime Netflix guy? Yeah. No, I don't watch Netflix. Um, I watch forensic files on uh, HLN. Pretty much every night before I go to bed. Forensic files? Yeah. Isn't that like reenactments? Yeah, there's a good reenactment. I've actually stated this uh, multiple times on the record, but I would like to get into a little bit of low-budget reenactment acting. Specifically reenactment acting? Yes, like just for forensic files Bro, or FBI files or I'm, cold case I'm files. in on that too, I think dog. it'd be awesome. They're so bad. If this, yeah, if anybody is watching this that has any ties to casting direction for... Please. For reenacting contact true WME, crime stuff. Hglasscock at wmeentertainment.com. Hglasscock or Austin Neal at the Neal Agency. Yes. One but S. Glasscock is a way cooler name. The Crystal Pistol. Henry Glasscock. The Crystal Pistol. Now batting pistol. the crystal pistol. Yes. He's a hell of a guy. Hell Damn. of a guy. I might have to go back to WME just to be with the crystal, the crystal pistol. pistol. Yeah, Sorry, out. Austin. You're missing out. You either got to change your name or he's got a lot of he's got a lot of Texas guys. I think he represents uh Abbott and, Is that Pat a Green guy? and Randy Rogers. No, Coe's uh Coe's with Floating Leaf, I think. Got it. You ever had any ghost experience? Ghosts? Yeah. No, I don't think I believe in ghosts. You don't? Mm -mm. What do, do you think we went to the moon? Uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, yes, I do, but also, so like, you think no, but see what I mean? Here's the United States government, bro. There's a chance in the late 60s, there's a chance built we a went. rocket 
figured out the math equation of how much force and power and all the stuff it needed to get into space. Are we turning this into the Joe Rogan experience right now? Detach from that said rocket, land on the moon, perfect math equation to time it. You could not mess it up one single anything. Said attachment going back to said rocket and successfully re-entering Earth's atmosphere and them living to tell about it. You think that we did that in the late 60s? Do you believe that God created the world in seven days? Yes. 100%. Then, Easy I, well, then, I, then I believe we landed on the fucking moon. <laughs> I 100% think we went to the moon. Okay. I think without a doubt, they really pulled it off. And if ever if it ever comes out, if it's ever revealed that it was a sham, I would not be upset. Because you think that's the largest... It's a pissing, great sham, too. It's the largest pissing contest in the history of the world. Yeah. Who was going to get to the moon? If if we don't get to the moon first, we're not America. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. It's no, so, that's so different if you don't the, make it to the, the moon. The lunar landing is one of the most one. iconic moments in world's history. In world history, without question. If we, if they don't do it and pull it off, so I can understand why they would And then it. Russia does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got to be the first to the moon, right? Yeah, had to be. And... By God. And Lance, we and Lance Armstrong is the one to do it. Was it Lance? It was Neil Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. Lance was, Armstrong was riding the bike. He's got one nut. That's right. He's got he's the one. one hey, hey, who's that guy with one nut on a bike? He's got one nut. Oh, that's um, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. Neil Armstrong was, was first on the moon. Did you ever have a stretch Armstrong? Uh, no, but I remember that. I didn't even know what it was. Uh, I pretty much turned my stretch Armstrong into a voodoo doll. Well, Mark Will's song, 1970 something. Um, oh. It was 1970-something. Yes. No, man. Uh, <laughs> Bell bottoms. That on Stretch on, on. It's Stretch Armstrong. He name drops that somewhere. Yeah, he that. does say Stretch Armstrong. Yes, that's the only reason I know what that is. Shout out Mark Wills. Bro, hold on. I have to. Don't laugh at me. Don't call me names. Hold on. He... I got to hear this. Uh, Why isn't anybody cutting songs like that anymore? You remember uh, John Michael Montgomery's song, There's a Little Girl Glasses? You remember that? Uh, the, one they, uh, the one they called a geek. Was it the- um, what is the hook of that song? Where she's like hiding behind the couch and her, her parents are abusive I and do, drunk. I, I actually remember little the music girl. video. I think it's called I remember the girl. music video. Yeah. I was a big CMT every morning guy. Big time. Were you GAC top CMT 20 country was, countdown? GAC, Smack the lyrics in here, right? Song Wars, least eight times. Had a Pac-Man better to memorize. I've seen the stuff they put inside. Stretch on strong. Yeah. Oh, and then said, yeah. Yeah. But that fucking ring. Love it. And then it goes. He's got the General Lee, I think, in this music video. Can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. And I think it was Baldy for him to do it in the first place. Well, it was a little different time. <laughs> 20 years ago was a long time ago. And this song is so relevant now. Like, I look at 90s Instagram pages all the time, like nostalgic 90s Instagram pages, and I get so sad because I just wrote a song the other day about it called Goddamn, G-O-T, Goddamn, to avoid using a wonderful Lord's name in vain. Um, Which is, my son just started... Accidentally catching on that we had to. You say he's dropping GD. He did it. He did it once, uh, and he's and, he, and he's done it more than once. I think but with it, the but innocence, <laughs> if done, we had to get rid of it. We had you to know, if, get it a, out of there. if a if a innocence of a child, I would say he gets a a pass. Um, 
I don't like, think no my, way God's up there and he's like shunning him. No, he's but my like, but my hey, parents, bro, I get it. My parents are, and my theory is he's an absolute homie, and he uh, he just gets it, dude. Well, he says it's situationally correct. Yeah, and like he'll drop. He has like a little toy dirt bike, and like the other day he walked in and dropped it, and just goes, "God damn it!" And I'm like, "So I, so I like started Who do fake." You, think you got that from you or your? Or oh, your that's wife? that's me. And um, and Delaney looked at me immediately and was like, "That's on you." Yeah. And so I fake stubbed my toe like ten times. Just immediately was like, "Shoot fire! Shoot! Shoot fire!" And we just started like now. Now he'll either say shoot fire or if he lets one slide, yeah, I'll be like, fire. I'll be like Ryman, and he'll go. Shoot fire. What is that? Shoot fire. Don't fire me. Shoot, it's shoot fly. Shoot fly. Shoot fly. Don't fall. Don't bother me. Yeah, that's what it did is. Your grandfather, you seen that? No, but somebody did. Obviously, if I'm remembering it, all these years. <laughs> I remember it in my childhood. What's up? Let's talk a little bit about Epic Western. They make the canned tequila cocktails just like you'd mix them at home. We got the tour bus loaded up and I'm packing them in my golf bag for sure. And I'm drinking Epic Western all summer long. 100% blue agave tequila, 100% made and canned in Mexico. They serve up a ranch water, a skinny marg, a paloma, and they just dropped my personal favorite, spicy marg, big spicy marg guy. You can get these all over the Southeast and West. They're backed by an Epic team of fishing guides, golfers, athletes like myself and even the founders of Yeti, head over to EpicWestern.com to learn more and find them near you. Get Western responsibly. What year were you born? 1992. Same. What's your birthday? June 15th. January 11th. Aha, I'm older than you. <laughs> I'll be 31 in June. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. Yeah, I'm 31. That's, it's crazy because, I mean, shit. I remember turning 16 like it was yesterday. 100%. That's I crazy. feel like I was... I mean, I can't believe it's been 20 years since I was 20 or 10 years since I was 20. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's been 10 years. I mean, it just like. Was Tim McGraw 30 when he sang in my next 30 years? I don't know. But if he was that song on your 30th birthday, because I did. Yes. And uh, drink a few more lemonades and not so many beers. Lord, have mercy on my next 30 years. If he was 30 when he sang that song and I'm 31, so if I'm a year older than Tim McGraw was... When I feel he like sang- I was just with whoever wrote that song recently. I feel like someone was telling me they wrote that song. Who wrote that song? Who wrote In My Next 30 Years, Austin, by Tim McGraw? Have you written with Craig yet? Craig Wiseman? Mm-mm. I don't think so. He wrote Live Like You're Dying. Oh, shit. Decent song. Yeah, decent song. Decent song. He owns Big Loud. Oh, really? Cat Daddy. Yeah, he's who wrote it. Phil Vassar Phil wrote Vassar in my wrote next thirty, next 30 years? years by himself. No, no, no. Pull it up on Spotify. Maybe he, I look he, at song credits on Spotify. And I'll tell you who wrote it. Most shout out Phil Vassar, though, dude. Phil Vassar, dude. What a guy. Um. A solo right. Love that. Oh, let's see. Shout out, PV. You looked at Apple Music, though. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to say that's correct. I was not with Phil Vassar the other day, though. So that's I'm saying, no, I'm, we're getting this in my next 30 years. Lord have mercy on my next 30 years. It doesn't even have it on Spotify. So until, unless somebody knows different, unless you, did you hang out with Phil Vassar the other day? No, I didn't, but. Well, um, shout, dude, Phil. Phil, if Phil Vassar 
Wrote that 100% by himself. That's so far. Yes, it is. My what? next 30 years, I'm going to settle all the scores. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that's confirmed. What is it? So. Some, something little less. We have a little more. more. That's how Tim said Lord, have mercy on my next 30 years. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God, dude. I think old school Tim is so underrated. I'd love to do a song with him. Tim McGraw, please watch this podcast. Tim McGraw, please with me. come on this podcast. Tim McGraw, please come on. Um, no, I'm I'm a Tim McGraw fan, dude. I'm Tim is great, and the Warren brothers, who yeah, he's buddies. They, they wrote a couple songs. Uh, they got me into this mess, bro. The Warren brothers were really? the first ones to take me in. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we broke down immediately. I was actually given. Uh, they are really good guys. They're great. Brad Warren's son Sage, who passed away, I was given Sage uh, hitting lessons right after I dropped out of my first year of college. And so, like, I would be sending him songs, like, my rap songs and some other shit. And Brad was there. So then he took me to Waffle House with Brad and Brett. He oh, was yeah. like, yo, come to Waffle House. We went to Waffle House, kicked out, went to their car after, played a few more songs. They took me to Sony ATV, did a joint venture with them, signed me to a pub deal. Me and Mitchell Tenpenny together. Me and Mitchell were, like, writing. We were, like, we were doing the Warren Brother thing. Like, How we old are you at this time? Um... 24. Yeah. Yeah. 23 or 24. And um, that's crazy, man. I just was not. Nashville wasn't even a, it never even crossed my mind when I was that age. And I was hitting it hard. I was touring hard. And did you ever, come, never, you never came through Nashville even? Never came through Nashville. Um, Do you have anything against Nashville? Is there like an nah. unspoken Texas beef? We kind of talked about. No, there's really not, man. There's there's a lot of music that comes out of Nashville that I like a lot. There's a lot that comes out of it that I don't uh, think much of. And the same for Texas. So some of the greatest songwriters and country acts of all time are straight out of Texas. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of, I hear a lot of, especially some of the, um, you know, just stuff that was never really big time. But it, there's, Texas has a scene and there's not everything that's come out of it has been gold. Yeah, it's not like they just shit gold and Nashville shit shit. Like, yeah, I want to, I want to dig into the Texas scene because, like, I mean, you'll you'll hear tonight. We got, we got country music in our set. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, I don't think, and I, I think I, I fuck with Texas. I've never had a bad time in Texas, so I would like, I want to go play Billy Bob's. Texans I wanna, are just prideful, man, and and they're passionate country music fans. Yeah, um, and for the most part, um, you know, they really want to go see authentic. Uh, hard living songwriters. Um, I think that's what I was super obsessed with being when I was younger. Um, you know, trying to live the songs I was writing, and and that's why Co works so well too. I think yeah, yeah he's just an incredible talent, man. You can't be that talented and not be successful. So yeah, and he he's he's just real. Yeah, wild child and real. And I mean, a, and a sweetheart too. And man, he did it. He did it the hard way. You know, we were both in Chevrolet. He had like a church van i had like a 12 passenger chevrolet van and uh pulling a little trailer behind it running around playing shows yeah you know when we were 22 23 24 and then um it was randy rogers that was the one that was like you need to go he started managing me right after i put my first I met randy out. recently great dude yeah future hall of fame in the, in the game of life i i call him the godfather of texas music um but just uh he was the one that was like 
you know, you, you could be, you could do this on the big times, but he's like, you know, if you really want to, he's like, I would go to Nashville and, you know, try to get a big record deal. That's right, bro. I, I think coming to Nashville for anybody, not just Texas, like, I feel like Nashville needs to be a part of it in a way. Like, yeah, I just don't think there's much of a barrier anymore. You know, it's like, right. You know, there's so many good young songwriters. Yeah coming out of all over the country. So, yes. you know, the, the Texas scene's kind of morphed into just, you know, there's... there's well, now there's Appalachian and... Yeah, and you and, can just you can get so much more exposure on social media and you can go and people all over the country and the world can find your music so you don't have to just stick to this one thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just... I like writing songs and, and really, um, you know, trying to be as authentic and just try to be the real fucking deal and not phone it in. And yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think I feel like people can tell when you're, when you're not genuine or you're not authentic. And so I think, you know, and like there, I think there was a little worry with me when I did finally go to Nashville and sign a record deal. I think people were kind of worried about what the product was going to be, what the sound sound was like. And you stayed, you stayed to you. Yeah. The sound's certainly cleaner, which I wanted that. Yeah. I wanted to make, like, I love George Strait and John Mayer, you know, their records sound Amazing. Say less, bro. Amazing. George Strait and John Mayer. Him. So like, like you go listen to my first record, Limestone Kid. Like, sounds like you know it was recorded in a garage compared to my stuff now. But I want, I, which I love that side of it. And I'll go back to making records like that. There's some, some yeah. There's something. But I wanted to like that. Like I needed. I wanted. I was chasing. Like I wanted to record on huge budgets and a major record label and shoot big budget music videos yes. and have a bunch of tour buses and play these huge fucking shows and sell out arenas and. I wanted my records to sound yes, fucking professional. What was the what's the that's George Strait movie? What I thought was cool. What's pure the George country. Pure Country? Yeah, yeah bro. That's who I That. Yeah, George Strait's my fucking dude. I just got a song put Happy on hold. Birthday. Happy late birthday. Uh, I think George just put a song on hold that I wrote with Dean and Chandler and Jesse Joe. And if I get a George Strait cut, bro, life is complete for me. Yeah, you that's, could probably you could retire. That's the dream. That's the dream cut. George Strait. John Mayer, you know, putting out a slow dancing and burning room cover. I saw your tweet about that. I'm doing it, I love that. We did a. We did. We're gonna play it tonight. I don't know. We could try it in the rain it's not in New the York set. City. Yeah, I might have to, huh? I feel I always channel my inner John Mayer when I'm in New York. I just feel very. I, I, he is somebody who I've. I never really talked about how much. Like it was like John Mayer. What record was it for you? Was it Continuum or Continuum Room for Square? was the first one, but Born and Raised and Paradise Valley and The Search for Everything, um, all were massive for me. I mean, I just lived with those records. Yeah. Even Sob Rock was like all my Sob Rock was my my favorite album for like two years. Yeah. Uh Why You Know Love Me is one of my favorite Mayer songs. It's like top five Mayer songs for me. Yeah. Um, um I fucking love John Mayer, bro. Like Continuum was definitely the soundtrack of at least four or five years of what, school for me. What's so incredible about Mayer's career is he's never got married, never had kids. He's just totally been committed to the craft and the dream and the whole thing so much. And that's like huge, huge thing to do. Like his whole last, a lot of his last record was about how he feels like he missed out on the family mm -hmm. thing, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of missed the boat. And so that was like my mentality because he was that away. That was my mentality all through my late teens and early twenties. I was like, I'm never getting married. I'm never having kids. I'm going to be a sad boy songwriter and guitar player and, and singer forever. I'm going to do it just like mayor. And then once I met Halle Ray, I'm like, all right, 
Okay, but also I'm gonna get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and I just man, I was lucky. Songs changed too. Then yeah, and I, and I didn't, I didn't really, uh, I didn't want to be 40 years old and, um, you know, still have like having my career be the only thing I'd built in my mm. life. You know, I was kind of, I wanted both sides. I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I'm trying to do it right now. Yeah, it's going good. I don't feel like my songwriting's changed that much since I got married. Um, no, and I think. I think that's good, and I, I, lean I agree. A more I'm just towards writing love songs every now and then. I kind of like find myself because it's such an honest practice. It's such an honest thing to do, write songs. So yes, I mean it comes out, but I still just love. I write what I go through, bro, and I've been happy and I've been sad. I've been, you know, like that. Like the Flower Shops album, I, I said in all the interviews, is like these songs are a product of self inflicted heartache. Like yeah, it's the best like, songs. Like yes, I am. Yes, I'm married. Yes, I'm happily married. Yes, I love Delaney. Yes, I have fucked up, and I'm writing about that. Like I go, I go through shit, well, and dude, I write it. So it many, can't all be happy and, and no pun intended, roses all the time. Dog. There's just so much in this world that does like make me sad. Yeah, and I'm not trying to go do like I used to, where I'd just be a fucking mess for months at a time trying to write a record and damn near killing myself. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean when I'm driving home at the end of the day, still by myself, the windows down, listening to my favorite records. Like I still have that same feeling right here. That matters. I'm still in that moment. And that's where my songs come from is that I'm trying to put that moment into a song every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that that would be when people ask, what's the formula for songs feeling the, the only formula is feeling and there is no formula. For yeah, feeling. And, it's, and I, I just no map. Yeah, no map on the songs. I hate writing to to a with a road map. Like just well, that's it, the Nashville thing that because a lot of times yeah. we do write to it. Well, dude, it's a machine. Like yeah. it's not a. They don't really give a fuck if you want to sit down on your couch and be sad and write songs. Right. They need you in there writing songs. Yeah. Business. Yeah. But yep. thank God there are some of us, you know, that do try to do it that way, and and they're able to fall in the mix. Yeah, and that dude, Big Loud's been great to me for and all of us really the honoring the process like mm -hmm. if I'm in the if I'm in the zone I might go two months where I'm writing a ton of songs and my turnout is insane but then I also will probably text somebody there and be like yo like I'm not writing for the next couple months I'm gonna go to the beach and relax and that's fine because they know when I come back I've got a full tank again yeah and dude you just can't force it like they could sit there and like you're going to have the longevity in your career and you're going to, if you're doing it, that's just what songwriting is and truly being creative. And, and I think that's how you build a fan base of people that really, really resonate with you and, and love your songs is, you know, it's gotta be authentic and natural and genuine and you can't, yeah. Hard to lunch pail right and, and come across as. Bro, and Mary be writing these songs by himself. Though. Yeah. Some of them. He's like, he co he co-wrote a lot of those songs. Like him and Pino co-wrote a bunch of songs. That's true. That's true. But like the Room for Square stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's just him. Yeah, his super it's, early stuff. Um Comfortable is one of my favorite songs of love all time. That song. Um <laughs> I I've I, I got into that, that high fives. I got into that record a lot when I first moved. Two years ago, I bought a house in Nashville after COVID and kind of took off and lived there full time for a little while. And uh I was listening to that record so much. Every Sleep with this on, new girl. I'm still getting used to. Every time that comes on, I still think that's the way I felt when I was like going up there after COVID. Is it, my friends all approve. Say she's gonna be good for you. They throw me. 
high fives. She swears that the Bible is all that she reads. Prefers that I not use profanity. Your mouth was so dirty. God, dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm literally about to have to get dressed and go open this damn show up for you. Yeah, dude. I think... Uh... By the way, thank you. I, I don't know when this is... This show will have been happened, but thanks for having me out, bro. Dude, we, we're uh, obviously going to be opening for Morgan this weekend. Yes. And we're still getting to play a show. It's yeah. fucking rock. In the rain in New York City in front of Brooklyn Bridge on the water. I might have to do slow dancing in a burning room. I don't know why you would. I mean, I would say there's, there's, you got nothing to lose tonight. So it's not a silly little moment. Didn't we? There was a song we wrote together or a chorus I brought in that day. I just really hate to lose. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Should revisit that at some time, but thank yeah, really you, glad that made the album. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> really, really finished it. Really really finished it. No, he didn't. It's just, it's uh, I'm I'm bad, dude. I'll write you know a song, like right, I'm cutting some of my record, and then I write like two more songs. And John Randall, my producer, will be like, it's basically the same. No, melody. bro, I no, I, dude, each, I'll write the same melody over, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I, I'll do that too. I'll have when I'm putting together an album, I'll have my list of songs, and then I'll certainly have two or three. That are kind of the compete the competitive songs for each type of song on the record, yeah. and then I'll have to do like a bracket, like a basically a tournament between my songs of like listening fest and ears I trust, and be like, which one do you think? And then we we pick, and that's why, dude, that's why these albums have so many songs on them. I think, like, for me, let's get to the point where Gloria, like, just put them all out. Who cares? Are your songs, dude? It's a, if you can think about. I've done the artistic album approach and I just feel like this next one probably is going to feel more like a playlist instead of an album yeah. of like, Oh, like I heard this song add to a playlist, heard this song add to a playlist more so than like listen to this album one through 20 mm -hmm. and it tells a story. I've done that. Yeah. This one's going to be like, I might, I'll have a breakup song right next to a marriage song right next to here's a song for my kid right next to a drinking song. And it's like, there is no, there is no story here. These are just bangers. I'm trying to put bangers out, dog. I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, on the, on, on my next record, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give a shit. Whatever songs I've written that I haven't cut when I coach to cut that record, I'm cutting all of them and put them out. Let's write more. Write more. Um, yeah, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, dog. I love. Of course. This is just me. Oh, we gotta do a, a Mapco thing, dude. By we the way. We love Dodge. Hey, we love Dodge, and boy do I love Mapco. And if I had a Dodge, let me tell you where I'd get gas. Mapco. Mapco. Hey, and also, Second Amendment, stay strapped, Co. Anyways, um, stay strapped. Stay strapped co. I try to, especially what, in New York City. What fuels you? What fuels your passion? Uh, man, usually the outlaw. But sometimes I'll drink uh, pre-workout. Fuels me pretty good. That that fuels you? Yeah. A little pre-workout? Yeah, I like pre-workout. What's your pre-workout? For songwriting, I'll literally drink pre-workout. Hit the weed pen and just bucked up. It's bucked guitar. up for me. Love bucked up. Yeah, uh, love Cam Haynes. Uh, Mountain Ops, great, really good. He's got it in the cabinet. Oh yeah, dude, the little tall black bottle. Some Total War. Yes. Oh no, it's a short. Total War is great. Yeah, great flavors. Great flavors. You only need like a half a bump of that. I mean, a half a cup of that. Half a, ca <laughs> half a calf of that, and uh, you're good. No, but I, I'll I'll drink uh, pre workout, rip the weed pen, and um, just wig out on guitar, writing songs. Mapco. It's what fuels you. Pre-workout and weed pins. Anyways, all right. This is just being earnest. We're coming for that ass. We'll see you later. Just being earnest.
Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest. Just be in earnest.